A reading from John 12, 20-26. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. I love that line, John 12, 21. I remember preaching many years ago um, at a school chapel at a Christian boarding school on the North Shore of Long Island, the Stony Brook School. And uh, my first time preaching in that chapel, something really struck me. When you stand in the pulpit of that chapel, there's something engraved on the pulpit that only the pastor, only the preacher can see. It's not visible to the congregation. <clears throat> and it's right there. It's underneath where the Bible sits. And it's John 12, 21. It says, sir, we would like to see Jesus. I love that because it's a reminder to whatever preacher standing in that pulpit, what their job is. <laughs> their job is to reveal Christ. Um, this is the, this is what the Greeks say, obviously, right here, sir, we'd like to see Jesus, but it's really what anybody sitting in a pew, whether they know it or not, it's what they need. They need to see Jesus. They need to behold the gospel. They need to behold Jesus through the gospel. I'm actually thinking about getting this very same verse engraved on our pulpit here at Stanwich, um, as a reminder to me, as a reminder to anybody who preaches here of what our main job is in preaching. We would like to see Jesus. Uh, just a few uh, follow-ups to that. Um, I believe that uh, at th this very part of John, uh, the mission and the moment are coming together. And that um, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. So I mentioned a few days ago, that my time had not yet come. And then he is saying here to Philip that the hour has come for the Son of Man mm -hmm. to be glorified. Well, what does that mean? That means the cross is uh, to put it in the simplest terms. Uh, and that's why I say the mission and the moment were coming together. And Jesus knew that. Uh, he knew that uh, because the Father and he were one. They were, they, uh, he does not do anything that he has not heard from the Father. The Gospel of John is so different in this respect is that it, it, it deals with uh, spiritual matters somewhat differently than uh, the Gospel of Mark or the historian Luke uh, or uh, the, the Jewish uh, writer Matthew. Uh, because John wants to get across uh, just in the telling of the story of who Jesus is. And he uses a language that is much 
I, I think it's wrong to say it's richer, but it's quite different mm -hmm. than the language used by the other three gospels. Mm -hmm. uh, it starts with this great overture in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, that repetition, uh, the poetic beauty of it is saying entering into a different kind of uh, moment than we generally live. We live day to day, moment to moment. But here he is, he is kind of opening the, uh, the, the heavens and letting God's spiritual language flow right into his son and from his son into John and to John to us.